Hello, and welcome to episode numero cinco. Five. It means five. Of LMNOP, the podcast about my favorite, your favorite, everyone's favorite television show, Elementary. Dexter's Lab. Elementary. De- just Dexter. What's What show are you talking about? Dexter and Dexter's Lab. New live action combination has both of them. Uh-huh. Dexter, little ginger boy, now kills people. Is Dee Dee there? She also kills people. Damn. Yeah. That's twisted. It's twisty. It's pretty dark. And Dexter has been in the coma the whole time. Dang! We're not talking about that show. No, we're talking about the best show on television. Elementary. Sure. Today we are talking about season one, episode five, Lesser Evils. And we knew the title of that episode before we even pressed record. We didn't look it up. No, because we didn't have to, because we knew. No. And this is also our first take. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm Val Flight Cub, a.k.a. Dr. Cleavage. And I'm Alec, a.k.a. Acute Angle of Death. (laughs) This episode begins with a close-up of Sherlock strangling, absolutely throttling a corpse. A corpse? Oh. It turns out. I thought he was straight up murking a dude. You think he's murdering, but he's not. No. He's strangling a corpse. Yeah, he's just desecrating a corpse. But it was somebody who donated their body to science. Which is actually super cool. Yeah. Fun fact, I'm an organ donor, and I kind of want my body given to, like, science. Just like anything. Whatever. It we- doesn't matter. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not yet, but you will be. Yeah. No, that's my. That's in my will. It says, I don't care. I'm yeah, dead. Yeah, it's just like, dude, whatever. Mm. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. You're not using it. Yeah. That's what I want to do, too. You know, I haven't been helpful in life. I'd love to be helpful in death. <laughs> I'm an organ donor just because I like the little heart they put on your license. I think it looks cute. Yeah, it's yeah. I also got a bunch of other licenses because I like the letters. Yeah, yeah. also I was wondering why you have so many different state licenses, all with different names. Well, the Florida one has oranges on it and, you know, mm-hmm. it looks, it's cute. Right. And, and there's different names because I have different names when I put on a different wig. I'm, I have a different name of for to... It's, yeah, a, it's nothing it's bad. It's just to escape the law. <laughs> Is I need to go on the run. It's just, it's just in case. It's not it's something bad. Listen, things happen. Yeah, you never know. So Sherlock is um, doing science on some corpses by mm-hmm. strangling them and putting one in a headlock. Joan is not having a great time. No. Because why would she? Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's a very awkward position to be in. So like, weird. hey, can you come hang out in a morgue with me mm-hmm. while I uh, strangle already dead bodies so mm-hmm. I can examine their bruising? Mm-hmm. He literally is like, flip this one, help me flip this one over so I can do a chokehold. But she's like, this is part of the deal. I go where you go. It doesn't matter that I don't like being in hospitals because I'm a disgraced surgeon, which is what Sherlock says. Yeah. She doesn't say that. Yeah. Thank you for just bringing that one up, Sherlock. Yeah. Hey, remember the thing that really sucks about your past? Uh, Let me just casually mention it. She says she's over it, so. Yeah. She looks super over it when she's standing there in the corner with her arms crossed. Yeah. And he's like, I know you don't like this because you're standing there with your arms crossed. And so she uncrosses her arms and then thinks to herself, I'm not going to let Sherlock tell me what to do. And then she crosses her arms again. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's funny. And then Sherlock sees one guy who, uh, he's like, wait a minute, when is this guy getting autopsied? And um, the attendant is like, um, never. And Sherlock is like, he died of a heart attack. And Jonah's like, because 
blah 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 he has this thing blah, medical blah. Doctor, doctor doctor i'm a doctor i was a doctor i was a doctor i know stuff and she's like yeah he probably threw a clock because he had cancer blah 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 and sherlock is like sure uh i don't think he got a heart attack because he's sick i think it's because he was murdered yes but um where was he so they go up to his room because um sherlock wants to investigate and lucky for him this guy's died in the last like hour, hour or two so like yeah the, the the janitor's just getting to the the room to start cleaning up mm-hmm. and sherlock is like no stop doing that you you can't mm-hmm. which weirdly enough the janitor is played by the guy who played gale in breaking bad yes so sherlock is like uh get up get out i, I need to murder investigate this room and the janitor's and like, like i got a janitor this room yeah so sherlock grabs a pitcher of water and tosses it into the hallway and it's like Pry, you better go clean it up before someone slips. And the janitor just thinks, why the hell are we making meth? I'd rather be making meth. He's got a um, bumper sticker on his janitor card that says, I'd rather be making meth. (laughs) My other card is a runaway caravan. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Joan is like, okay, why do you think that he's been murdered? What what makes you think that? And he's like, well, look at this picture that I took of the guy's fingy. Mm -hmm. It's got a little mark on it. And Joan is like, yeah, that's ischemia. You get it when you get an epi injected into you. Which the hospital would do if you have a heart attack. Right. And then Sherlock is like, but if his heart had already stopped before they put in the epi, then it wouldn't have had that reaction. So it must have been put in before he died. So the epi must have been the reason that he had a heart attack. And she's like, oh, you're so smart. She's like, wow, your forehead is expanding in front of my very eyes. (laughs) Brain blast! Brain blast! And they've learned from a nurse that there was no one in the room when the patient died. So it's not like somebody just like put epinephrine in his system and then, you know, he died right away and the person ran away or something. He had to have had time to escape. So Sherlock is like, how could he have done that? And Joan is like, well, if he had put it in the IV Mm -hmm. and then turned the drip down, that's how he would, it would take, you know, once he put the epi in, it would take about 10 minutes for it to take effect and he'd be able to skedaddle. Mm -hmm. And she's right. I like how when you're a good enough detective, you know how to get, like, how to murder people. Yeah. And like, as a doctor, you also know how to like medically induce death yeah. in people. Yeah. It's like, how, how could he have possibly done this? Well, I thought about killing my patients a lot, and here's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, she like, she came up with that too quick. <laughs> so he looks through the rest of the- Trash. The trash and finds some clues, and, and then they finally- the hospital administrators have been, like, banging on the door and stuff to get into the hospital room that they've just, like, barged in and barricaded themselves in. And Sherlock is like, okay, I need to talk to an administrator. When they finally, like, burst in the door. And it's like a kid getting caught, like, skipping class. And he's like, I need to speak to the principal right away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you're going to. Yes. You're in trouble. (laughs) This is where you're going. Excuse me, officer. I need to be taken to jail right now. I need to speak to the jail warden. (laughs) So on their way to the administrator's office, um, Joan runs into an old friend, um, a doctor. Doctor friend. Doctor friend. And Sherlock is like, oh, so you guys had a falling out. You used to be friends, but now you're not because you haven't seen each other in a while. Were you lesbians? Did you have a failed sapphic dalliance or some other reason? And they're like, anyway, good to see you. Bye. And um, 
Then they go into the administrator's office. Mm -hmm. Where Captain Gregson is there, and he's been talking to the administrator. And he's like, listen, young man, talking to Sherlock, I talked to the principal, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he's very upset with you. Mm -hmm. You have to write an essay about why what you did was wrong. And Sherlock is like, Dad, I don't want to. I don't want to. I was right. And Gregson is like, I don't care. You have to just say it so we can get the body and examine it. Meanwhile, the administrator is there with um, a man who is about twice his size. (laughs) They really play this up because the administrator is like leaning on a cabinet and the other guy is just standing. Mm -hmm. But he looks, yeah, it's like Pinky in the Brain. (laughs) Like they are very different sizes. Yeah, Sherlock Sherlock even, as soon as he comes in, he goes, you must be the administrator pointing to the shorter guy. Mm -hmm. And then he looks at the taller guy and goes, what do you do here? Reach the top shelf for him? Yeah, fetch things off the top shelf. Yeah, and, and that guy is played by the actor who plays the policeman in or the sheriff. Yeah, the policeman Stranger. sheriff dad in Stranger Things. In Stranger Things. And um so his name is Dr. Stranger Things mm-hmm. because we learned it uh but you and I immediately forgot it. Yeah. So that's his name. It's fine. It's funny he's like he's head of surgery and he's wearing the like green scrubs that surgeons wear all yeah. the time. Well, it's just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I do surgery on yeah. people cuz I'm, I'm like, really important. I'm a doctor. So, playing that way, Gail. But I'm pretty good. Scrubs. <laughs> so, they apologize to the administrator. They get the cadaver. But that's it. They just get the body and access to the room. Right. But they don't get any information about the patient, including his name. Mm-hmm. Because that would violate uh, hippo rules. Right. And also, like, make it easier to identify who killed him. Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you can figure out how he died, but not why or who did it. Yeah. The administrator's like, that would be a a terrible violation of his privacy. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's just like, he's dead, bro. What privacy? Right. And it's also, it's like, it's like a funny, like, we can't violate his privacy by telling you his name, but here's his naked body. (laughs) Here's his dead naked body. Like, okay. Cool. (laughs) So in the uh, the trash of the room of the victim um, were two coffee cups, one with lipstick on it, like a lady would wear. Mm-hmm. So Sherlock is like, hmm, it's a lady. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dead guy had a had a lady visitor. Maybe if we find her, she can tell us who he is. And the way they're going to find her is by asking the barista who put his number on her receipt. Dave. Dave. So they see His name, I remember. Yeah. (laughs) They don't even say it. They might say it once. It's on the receipt. It says Dave and And it has numbers. And then it's on his his name tag as well. Yeah. So they're like, and (laughs) I like, (laughs) Dave has a great attitude because he's like, it's a numbers game. I give out my number all the time. Yeah. It's like, you gotta play, you gotta be in it to win it. Look, bro, a hundred no's and one yes is still a yes. <laughs> there could be 99 people who don't believe in you, but one person who does, they'll sleep with you. <laughs> but also, I flirt with all of these women by charging them smalls when they get super venties. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm costing my company millions trying to get laid. Comrade Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I support him 1000%. So they he's like, "Oh, I remember this. I remember this 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 woman, the dark lipstick woman, mm-hmm. because how often do you meet a sexy doctor?" Little does he know he's in the process of meeting a sexy doctor. Talking to a sexy doctor. Yeah. Former doctor but it's like still currently sexy. <laughs> 
you know? Yeah, I do. And um, and he, he actually even says, when he's like, it's a numbers game, he goes to Joan and he's like, by the way, can I interest you in a complimentary chai? It's a, just a weird way to like, not like a complimentary drink, but yeah. like a, naming a specific one. If she was like... You look like a, a chai latte girl. Yeah, and she's like, no, thank you. I drink my coffee black. <laughs> So anyway, so he's like, how often do you meet a sexy doctor? She had this great perfume and her long, blonde, luscious locks were flowing everywhere. And she had her lab coat under her jacket. That's how I knew she was a doctor. And she had that. She had big boobies. Liza <laughs> <laughs> Gleevich. I don't remember why he mentions that. Does he just say that? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a numbers game. You got to describe as many things as possible. And one of them might be helpful to find the killer. Yeah. I mean, it's two extra details. Yeah. <laughs> And one very important detail in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so they leave. They're like, okay, thank you, Dave. And they leave the doc- the coffee shop. And, and this is where Sherlock says, Miss Cleavage is not a doctor. But if she had been a doctor, her name would be Dr. Cleavage. Dr. Cleavage. So. Yeah, she earned that PhD. Yeah. If she had, she would have. Yeah. More like PhD. Am I right? I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. That's her personal business. So I'm yeah. not going to add yeah. HIPAA P- rules. PhD stands for Perfume Sniffing Department. <laughs> I don't think it does, baby. <laughs> the PhD she has. Okay. Is perf- She's a perfume expert. <laughs> d- 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 is she a witch now, too? <laughs> perfume her dingle. <laughs> That's actually the name of the cosmetic store that she works for. Yes. Perfume they don't mention, Her Dingle. But it is called Perfume mm-hmm. Her Dingle. Yeah. Also, Joan is like, sure, like, I don't need you to tell me that she's not a doctor. I know that she's not a doctor because no doctor would wear their doctor coat out of the doctor hospital. Right. Because gross. Yeah. Lab coats are for when you get specimens on you or whatever. You wouldn't wear heavy perfume or have your hair down or wear lipstick because <laughs> doctors... Sure, sure, a doctor wouldn't show that much cleavage or have strong perfume because it could affect patients negatively. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to figure out how cleavage affects patients negatively. Yeah, me too. I don't know. Yeah. It's distracting, I guess. Oh, distracting from the pain and death you're experiencing? Yeah, oh, no. Right? It's, boobies are the best medicine. That's what I've always said. They're not, but they're good. They're up there. You and know, I as bet you, you get older, they get lower. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you, like, needed help... <laughs> I'm just thinking of those, like, stress balls you have to squeeze when you're, like, in physical therapy. <laughs> anyway. So they go, They Joan is like, I know where this is. This is the perfume store with the perfume scientists. Perfume her dangle. <laughs> and they go and lo and behold, there is Miss Cleavage herself. So they're like, so you visited an old man in the hospital who was dying? And she's like, oh, Trent County? I remember him. What a poor old man. <laughs> She's not even an exaggeration. She really has a voice like that. It's a very good intimida- intimidation of her. <laughs> Imitation. Don't you dare tell them about Trent Kelsey. <laughs> That's me intimidating her. Yeah, so so they ask her about it and... And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, he was so lonely and he didn't have any friends or family. And that's why I came to visit him in the hospital. I felt so bad for him. Boop, boop, be doop. So she's left. She left the his hospital room well before he died. The guy died. So it couldn't have been her. But she did give them his name. Trent Kelty. And very valuable information, which is that he was dying of terminal cancer. So he was, yeah, he was dying real bad. And he had no friends or family. And um, 
And Sherlock is like, so did you cut his pancake? Or did you did you cut his food? And she's like, oh, the pancake? I don't know why they needed to include the, the detail that she remembered that it was a pancake, but... It's really sexy the way she says pancake. <laughs> Do you want to redo the way that you just said that? Nope. <laughs> She's like, no, it was already cut up when I got there. And Sherlock is like, oh no. Oh, I, I, I feared this. Rut row. Rut row. And as they're leaving, perfume her dingle. Sherlock is like, pancake in baby bites. That's no good. Because pancake was cut up into little bites like for a kid. Yeah. And Joan is like, what does it mean? Sherlock is like, I don't like telling people my theory. When, it, when it's just a baby theory. And she's like, tell me. And he's just like, okay. And then he does. Yeah. Because he likes having her around and talking to her. He trusts her. Trusts her. And likes her. And thinks feedback. Yeah, thinks her insight will be good. And so, so his theory mm-hmm. is that because of uh, the fact that this guy was dying uh-huh. and he didn't have any friends and family around mm-hmm. and his food was cut up like a little baby, uh-huh. it means like someone's like trying to like take care of him uh-huh. before they take care of him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you mean an angle of death? And he's like, what are you, obtuse? It's an angel of death. <laughs> and she's like, you're right. And, <laughs> and those are all my angle puns. The worst part about it is you said that the day we watched it, like last <laughs> week, and I laughed then too. Because it's really, really funny. You know what? Because you're a cute joke teller. <laughs> Thank you. Do you get it? Anyway, so they're like, dang, an angle. <laughs> Dang angles. D- dang angles. That's what I meant. Dangles. <gasps> Perfumer dangle! <laughs> <laughs> Why oh, do you no, gasp like dangle. you're making <laughs> discoveries? I'm I'm discovering everything as the audience is discovering it. <laughs> so It's the joy of being a big dumb dumb idiot. <laughs> Everything's an adventure and new and exciting. So they need more info about the hospital and the deaths because they're like, if there's an angle of death. They've been going around the hospital killing people left and right. Get it? Because angle. <laughs> left and right. I, I, I get it. But he's like, he's like, either this is uh, their first time doing this and they're going to do it again. So we have to stop them. Or more likely, they've done this before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they go to Dr. Stranger Things because they really need stuff from the administrator, but they know that the administrator is not like Sherlock and will not help them. So Sherlock is like, but you laughed when I said he was short little baby boy, small man. So <laughs> Dr. Stranger Things is like giggling in his chair and he's like, he is short. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Sherlock is like, will you, will you help us get all this info? And Doctor Doctor Dranger things is like fuck yeah I will and he does he does and so now Sherlock and Joan have a huge list mm-hmm. of all the people and and what like let's say the last five years that have died of a, a heart, heart attack mm-hmm. which yeah. believe it or not in a hospital it's a lot it's a lot so they have these big pile of documents and Joan is like any luck so far and Sherlock is like well uh, luck is dumb and it's for idiots and you, if you're a good enough investigator you don't need luck. So maybe don't insult me by asking if I have luck. Joan's like, so you're not having any luck. <laughs> yeah. Because there's been 73 cardiac deaths in whatever period of time they got the records from. Mm-hmm. And he can't find any link between them. He can't figure out which ones are murders and which ones are. Yeah. Believe it or not, the hospital didn't take pictures of everybody's fingers. Right. To look for ischemia. Yeah. And Joan is like, you know, um, one thing I learned as a doctor is sometimes people do die. 
in hospitals from being sick. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like all 73 of them are, are murders. This is Joan's wheelhouse. So she's like, let me help. He's like, which ones are the victims? How do we know? And Joan is like, well, you know, if he used epinephrine. <laughs> you, you don't just grow epinephrine on a tree. Right. If he had a, he, if he had a sub- subscription. If, <laughs> if he had a prescription, he wouldn't be able to murder very many people. It's not a lot of epi in a prescription. So mm-hmm. he, he must be stealing it. And Sherlock is like, yeah, but there's only been two thefts from the pharmacy. And Joan, just like right away, is like, okay, so crash carts. They have all this medicine stocked on them and they're not very well monitored and they're everywhere. And yeah, she's like, when I used to steal pills from the hospital, I'd get them from the crash cart. <laughs> And so she goes and gets the crash cart, you know, theft log binder or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, starts reading them off. Sherlock has this big list of cardiac deaths, and she starts reading off the dates of when Epi was stolen from crash carts, and he's circling the names, and each theft of the Epi from crash carts lines up with somebody um, dying. dying on that same day. Yeah, and so um, they've they've got their they've got their. Their deaths. Their list of nine patients mm-hmm. that were killed by this ankle, mm-hmm. which means they now have a link, which means they can look up which people in the hospital mm-hmm. were there that day. Those days. Yeah. As opposed to talking to every single person in the hospital. Yeah. We forgot to mention why they think it's a doctor. The perfume uh, yeah. woman was like, he had a doctor visit him every night and talk about how terrible his cancer was. I she... think the doctor was helping him be okay with it. Yeah. The doctor used big fancy doctor words. Mm-hmm. So it had to be doctor. And Sherlock is like, well, we're going to interview the nurses that were on call that day as well because Trent was blind. It could have been a circus clown talking to him. Yeah. A very smart circus clown with a PhD. Yeah. A perfume information degree. Uh, <laughs> a pretty hot and disastrous clown. <laughs> you said that and my, my only thought so far has been pretty hot dog. <laughs> I put the mustard in a little heart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I slang dogs, you know, I do it all day, but my thing is the, they're really nice looking, you know? You want a, a hot dog with a, a ketchup tie or a <laughs> ketchup bow tie, uh, go make a mustard bow tie. I can't do a lot, though, but I do what I can. Formal hot dogs. I use onions to make it look like jewelry. <laughs> She's got a necklace. Oh, look, she's in a ball gown. Actually, I just spilt too much relish on this one. <laughs> so, you know, it could be a circus clown with a pretty hot dog degree. <laughs> Talking to Mr. Kelty. They're on their way to interviewing all of the doctors and nurses, all the males. And Sherlock gets in the elevator with the same janitor from before that he, like, threw the water at. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock is like, hey, uh, my bad. And the janitor's like, all cool, man. And as he leaves the elevator, he reaches back and presses all of the elevator buttons between the floor they're on and the floor Sherlock is going to. <laughs> and the look Sherlock gives them is just like, yeah, I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's annoying, but, but fair play. Yeah. <laughs> So they interview a bunch of nurses and doctors, and they have they don't have any that are good. Yeah, there's only one suspect that seems a little jumpy, but 
As soon as Detective Bell mentions that they're looking into murder, he, he calms down. He's like, no, I didn't kill anybody. Right. So they go, Sherlock goes to Dr. Stranger Things. Joan is on her own at this point. She's doing her own B-plot. Sherlock goes to Dr. Stranger Things and he's like, hey, three out of the nine people that died are your patients. And you're like trying to be an experimental kind of surgeon. You you do risky stuff all the time. You are going to get in trouble with the hospital for if you do one more, if like one more of your surgeries goes wrong, mm-hmm. then you'll be booted so maybe you're killing patients you know as revenge against the hospital you don't let me cut this person open in a weird way i'll show you i'm gonna kill this other person you know gotcha hospital gotcha and dr stranger things has a very interesting alibi because first of all he says this after this but he he could have led with the fact that when the the person died he was on a train yeah. But what he said was... He's like, but my, much more importantly than my actual physical alibi... Let me just tell you why I wouldn't. Because an angel of death is is more concerned about people that are in pain and, like, they want to help. Putting them out of their misery. Yeah. It's a, it's mercy. It's mercy. He's like, I don't care about the people I operate on. It's like a game of operation to me. Yep. He's like, these people might as well be made out of cardboard. My favorite patient is one lying on a table. Unconscious with a tube down his throat. Yeah. He's like, I don't see them as people. So I wouldn't really interact with them on that way. But also I was on a train. <laughs> yeah, but also I wasn't here. Um, so. <laughs> it's just what, it's just a. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Dr. Stranger Things has been holding this in his whole life. <laughs> And has never been able to tell anybody. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you're such a big, strong doctor. You must really care for all those people you help. And he's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I care a lot about my craft. Yeah. I mean, my patients. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just wants to get it off his chest. Right. So now Joan is um, going on a little walk with her, her old friend. And Carrie says, is he really sure there's an angel here? And it's just so like, (laughs) they're referring to it like it's a different species of person. Yeah. Like, we have a vampire here? There's a Demogorgon in our basement? (laughs) Like, yeah, like, Angel of Death is like a pretty common, pretty common trope. Mm -hmm. But to just be like, you think we have an angel here? And not like, you think we have a killer here? Yeah. So Joan is like, yep. And Carrie gets a um a page or something. She has to leave. She has to go to a consult for a, a little girl that she's going to be doing surgery on. So she's like, you want to come with? Joan is like, sure. Is this a, is this allowed? Um, I'm not a doctor, but no. It really doesn't seem like it would be, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Here's my friend who's not a doctor. But and... isn't that exactly what Captain Gregson does with murder? No. Here's my friend who's not a detective. But he's a detective. He's no. a consultant for the police department, though. Like, he he works for the police department, even if they don't pay him. That's a good point, though. Listen, here's the thing. If you have a tough job, feel free to bring friends. <laughs> I'm going to bring you up to my office and just have you sit, ne- sit next to me at reception. I don't want to be there. Me neither. <laughs> so Joan goes to this consultation before the surgery, and she sees that the girl has a line on her toenail. <laughs> which means something. It's a hemorrhage of some kind. Yeah, it means that she could have endo endocarditis. She could have endocryptocurrency. And she says to the her friend, she's like, hey, this girl might have endocarditis. And Carrie's like, uh-uh, she's a little girl. And only old people get endo-encryption. And also only some people, if they have like heart flutters. And I listened to her heart. She and didn't have it. There were no butterflies. And Joan is like, can you just do an echocardiogram to be safe? And Carrie's like, fine. So Sherlock and Joan meet back up. 
neither of them have had any leads. Because Joan was talking to Carrie to see if there were any, like, weirdos at the hospital that Carrie might be like, oh, maybe it's this guy who's, like, always talking about how this patient should be, um... Euthanized. Euthanized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, like... He just talks about it in the break room over over snacks. <laughs> yeah. That would be... I mean, euthanasia is kind of like a hot button issue, right? Because it's, it's like bodily autonomy kind of thing. So there are people that are like advocate advocates for like legalizing euthanasia and stuff. I would imagine some yeah. of them work at a hospital. Could you imagine like being a regular person who thinks that euthanasia like can be moral and should be legal and then like some fucking un- unhinged like person starts going around like murdering people at your hospital yeah. and you have to be like, it's not me! Yeah, yeah, no, like I, be- I believe in ethical assisted suicide when surrounded by family and they have to choose it. And <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should just kill all old people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my blog, kill all old people, was ironic. <laughs> so Joan and Sherlock, neither of them have any leads. Nope. No oddballs, no weirdos, no creeps, no losers, no gleeks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that last one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and Joan tells Sherlock about um, how the Echo said that there was nothing. And Sherlock is like, yeah, but you think that there might be something. Yeah, he was like, is this this the best possible test for this? Is is it the end-all be-all? And she's like, no, but... He's like, follow your instincts. And he's like, studies have shown over and over that your first instinct is very often the right one. Good. Correct. Ding, ding, ding instinct. Yeah. It's perfume her dingle ding. So she's like, yeah, but well, hmm, you might have a point. So they, they're in the parking lot and they run into a car that Sherlock is like, hey, this belongs to the nervous guy who, you know, his bobcat keychain matches the- Quinnipiac bobcats. What, what? Awoo! I don't think it was Quinnipiac, but we're also the bobcats. Awoo! But also Quinnipiac can go fuck themselves and they should have made a better Black Lives Matter statement. But anyway- <laughs> Uh, meow. What do what sound do bobcats make? Actually, bobcats legit are often mistaken for screaming women in the woods. Go bobcats! Ah! <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, but that guy's supposed to be off duty right now. Why would he be anywhere near the hospital? He's not even allowed to be on hospital grounds. Yeah, Joe's like, as soon as I ended a three day shift, I was out of here as soon as I could. Yeah. So they're like, hmm, suspicious, and they go back inside to the hospital. And he's sneaking into a patient's room <gasps> and he's sneaking up to the IV with <gasps> a needle in hand. Ah! And they catch him right before he was about to inject nothing yeah. into the patient. <laughs> yeah. Also, Sherlock and Joan and the two security officers with them, have they just been kicking down hundreds of doors in the hospital looking for this guy? Yep. <laughs> we got you. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Excuse sorry. Me, no. uh, sorry. Uh, have a good night. We I, got you. Yeah, imagine if someone just breaks down your door and they're like, we got you. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then like five seconds later, you just hear a muffled, we got you. <laughs> and then a slightly more muffled, we got you. <laughs> and they go down the hall. And the syringe has nothing in it. And I it's thought- empty. I thought like, oh shit, he's going to inject air into their veins so that it goes to their heart and gives them a heart attack. Blood bubbles. Blood bubbles. But it's not that. He was going to remove the morphine from the morphine drip because that's why he was nervous. And that's why. Yeah, he thought they had caught on to the fact that he'd been uh, siphoning. What is the word? Morphine. Morphine. Thank you. My brain was like migraine. (laughs) 
Um, he wants some of that sweet, sweet migraine for himself. Yeah, so they so they didn't catch a killer. They caught a, an addict. Um, so they're pretty... They, they go home, I think, after this. Yeah. And Sherlock's really beating himself up because he's like... I, sh- I, of all people, should have known. And this is something I really like about him, is that I think in this moment, he is, like, mostly just mad that he missed, like, a clue. Mm-hmm. But I think it also shows a lot of, like, he has a lot of empathy for other addicts. And, like, he, in like, whenever there's somebody who's, like, sobriety is in question or something, like, he is very, like, protective of them, I feel like. And, like, he doesn't think it's, he is always, like, steadfastly not outing other addicts. Yeah, like, even um, in the the twin episode, the comas, Mm -hmm. he he pulls that guy into the other room to be like, hey, dude, I know you're doing meth. Right, right. When he could have said it in front of everybody. Right. Yeah, he has, Sherlock has a very interesting relationships with his addiction, I think, because he's, Mm. he is, like, I think he's incredibly embarrassed by it. Yeah. And, and it's like also kind of like a, an Achilles heel for him. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where, where he's like, I am this all-powerful being. I'm very smart. I'm smarter and more observant than every human ever made. But I have this one thing that mm-hmm. I can, I, I have a very difficult time, almost no possible way of controlling it. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, I think he also like, you know, in the beginning seasons, he's really like, doesn't care about NA at all. And it's like, this is annoying and stupid. I'm playing a tiny violin. Mm-hmm. Um, but he learns to, um, be more accepting of it and, and use it, use the, the program. And, um, I think that there's kind of like a, like a, almost like a brotherhood or something that kind of comes from that yeah. in his heart. I don't know. Um. Yeah, he yeah, it, it's interesting because he is very embarrassed of it and he thinks it's like a flaw of himself and mm-hmm. he he's very critical of himself if he ever were to do drugs again. But another addict falling off the wagon, I think he would be like pretty sympathetic of them. Yeah. Maybe because he just holds himself to a higher standard always for everything, but I think it's interesting. I I would imagine that a lot of the empathy that he learns to feel for other addicts, part of his recovery is like applying that to himself. Mhm. So anyway, so Sherlock is like, gosh, darn it. It's not that guy. I'm t- I'm just going to take down all my shit. And he starts like tearing all the papers that he's got on the walls because he's like, this doesn't matter. Or no, he's tearing down all the papers of all the doctors because he's like, none of these people are suspects. Mm-hmm. And Joan uh, notices based on the chart of one of the victims that the second to last victim was recovering. Like she wasn't doing great, but she was getting better. She mm-hmm. was she was like stabilizing and would have been okay. She's like, look at it says cabbage on her chart. That means I don't remember. Can also begin healing 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 gonna begin the healing begin the healing which so is long healing <laughs> which is obviously very uh, uh counterintuitive to an angel of death who only kills people that are already on their way out mm-hmm. and this guy i mean they know because he talked to trent kelty that he spent hours talking to the people before they died like to make sure that they were really there was nothing else yeah yes he, he I, I think he talks to his patients his, his victims for for two reasons one to make sure that they are dying and and that he's quote-unquote helping them but two also you know angel of death have this whole thing about their victims needing them and and wanting that connection and killers are fucked up dude yeah death is bad so giving it to another person is usually bad Unless if they claim to be pro-life and then die anyway. Um, 
So the, the way that we actually skipped a little bit, the way that we know that he talks to his patients before they died is not just because of Trent Kelty, but because Dr. Bobcat, the addict, Dr. Addict Bobcat. Anyway, Dr. Bobcat took morphine from one of the previous victims and then went to go use it in the bathroom and overheard the angel coming into the room and like talking to this guy mm -hmm. for hours. Yeah. And he, and, and he also confirmed that it was a doctor. Because they were using super doctor language. Mm -hmm. Not just stuff that sounds like doctor language if you're a perfume hairdresser. <laughs> PhD. Hey! Perfume hair dangle. <laughs> so, um, and he was like, but I couldn't say anything because how do I explain that I was in this guy's bathroom randomly and scared to come out of the bathroom? Yeah. So that's why he didn't say anything. But luckily he, he stepped forward now. Thanks, Doc. Bobter Dog Cat. Thanks, Bob. Bobter Dog Cat. You're nailing it, Bab. Uh-huh. So Joan is revisiting Carrie again. She's like, you gotta do this other test because I just know it in my brain. In my brain of brains. In my brain of brains. My lizard brain is telling me. Eat that bug. Eat that bug. But also. Nighttime scary. Eat a bug. <laughs> I'm cold. Sit on rock. <laughs> but also girl has yeah. endocarbonitis. She's got endocarbonara. And so she's like, do a T-E-E. Because I have this instinct that if you operate on her, she could die. And Carrie says, She's not gonna die. I'm not you. It was just, just mean. It was just rude. Just mean, rude, bad. Bad friend. So Bad doctor. Mm -hmm. But Joan goes back to the police station where, where Sherlock is doing more investigating. And he's pleased as punch. Mm. He's bright as a lamp. He's on cloud ten. Ten. He's happy go lucky. Even though he doesn't believe in luck. He's as happy as a nice clam who's got a good life. He's as happy as a pig in ship. <laughs> a pirate pig on a pirate ship. Arnk. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Walk the pork. <laughs> All right, now we're just hamming it up. Uh, there's a lot of no, no mind. Um, it's a lot of pork chop. <laughs> my all, all my, my puns will make you say luau because they got pigs at luau's, so they pig on the spit. <laughs> I wish you had an apple in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So anyway, so Sherlock is like, I've made a discovery, and he he hands this little chart. He hands his chart over to Joan and he just, he, his face is just the smiley face emoji, just two eyes and the little curved mouth. He looks so proud of himself. Yeah. And he's just like, he, he's, he's, he's like a, a kid that just finger painted a, a, a Mother's Day card. On <laughs> he's, the wall. Yeah, he's like, look what I did. I did it. <laughs> he looks like a, a cat that's just brought you like a huge dead bird. He's <laughs> like, welcome. <laughs> It's the face that, like, Balta makes when you're like, what are you eating? And he's already eating it. Yeah. It's just like, huh? Hi. I did it and you can't stop me. I did it. Um, he's very proud. And he says, look what I found. And she says, oh, a chart. Cool. And he's like, look at the handwriting. There's two different handwriting. 
because the this woman, one of the victims, had filled out, no, had not filled out her own charge, had just signed it at the bottom, but someone else filled it out for her. Right. And, and he doesn't he say, look at the handwritings, and she says, there's two of them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just think that's important because I, I love this scene because Sherlock could easily just be like, hey, this is what I discovered and this is what it means. Mm-hmm. But he is teaching Joan to be a detective. Because she likes it. And he's like, I found this. I found a clue in this area. Let's see. Now you find Waldo. Yeah. So they've discovered, you know, this woman must have had a, needed help filling out her form because she didn't speak English. And her name is super Ukrainian. Her first name is. And so they're like, now we're just looking for someone who speaks Ukrainian. And Joe's like, you should look for all the doctors that can speak Ukrainian. And she looks like, brah, I did. There are none. Not a single one. <laughs> The end. And that's it. That's the episode. The angel gets away with it. Uh, <laughs> no, he's like, no, because you of all people should know, Joan, some people who are doctors aren't doctors. Anymore. Smart brain. <laughs> Not all doctors stay doctors. Stay doctors. Yes, exactly. Not all doctors are doctors. It's true. Some of them. Some work at pretty herpes dermatologists. So, surprise, surprise. The person they bring in is the guy played by an actor we recognize. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just a, a janitor with two lines. He was the angle. He's the angle. I actually, the first time I saw this a year or two ago, mm -hmm. I actually thought it was him The when we saw him on the elevator. Yeah, when you see like, him a second time. A second time. I was like, a side character a second time? He did it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Especially he's a line in the second scene. <laughs> Come on. Super sus. Yeah. So he, they're like, we found this, you know, when we brought you in, we went to your apartment and searched it and we found this log that you wrote of all the patients and their, their conditions and how badly they were dying. Um, we know it was you. And he was like, okay, fine. I did it. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He, yeah. He, he said, he said, he, he fully admits to doing it and that, that he was, he was like, I was showing them all mercy. Mm -hmm. And Sherlock's like, what about this girl that was getting better? Mm -hmm. And, and janitor's like, no. She was not getting She better. was absolutely not getting better. I talked to her. She could barely form sentences. She was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. She was not getting better from what her chart said. Right. And um, and Sherlock is like, no, she was getting better. And this is when he's like. Yeah, and this is when he's like, you're no better than uh, the- uh, Soviet you, Ukraine. Yeah. Just, making up lies. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did it, but I'm not saying anything else. Yeah, yeah. He He's like- Yes, I killed eight people. Yes, I killed nine people. But my motive is different in one of them <laughs> than you say it is. So this is like kind of like, okay, we got him, but also what? Yeah. Why is this one this one person? It's like one, this this one loose end doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel done. And there's no, he really did not seem like he had some other reason to kill her and was lying. Yeah. Because like his notes are really detailed. Mm -hmm. Like why would he keep? a note a log of lies mm -hmm. for himself so they're so sherlock is like hmm, hmm, hmm. so they go home so they're at the brownstone and uh there's a knock on the door and um it's carrie <gasps> doctor friend doctor friend um here to see joan so sherlock does not move away from carrie just screams at the top of his lungs what's up and like walks away <laughs> 
And He's such a child. Yeah. It's literally what I did growing up. <laughs> when my mom was like, hey, go get your siblings for dinner. And I would just <laughs> yell from the room that I was in. <laughs> yell up the stairs. And she's like, I could have done that. And I'm just like, why didn't you? Yeah, you told me to do it. Yeah. So, you're welcome. So, Dr. Friend is here to tell Joan, hey, weird. It turns out that that girl did have endocarditis. Um, and somebody put the chart, put in her chart to have the test that you wanted. But that someone was not me. It was an anonymous person and it wasn't me. Um, who knows who it is? So Joan is like, you know, my doctor teacher used to always say it's better to be lucky than good sometimes. And it sounds like you were lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you didn't do the test and you didn't find out that she had endocarbohydrates, then she'd be dead. Mm-hmm. And Carrie leaves and she's like, you're a good friend, but you were a better doctor. Burn, but also thank you, but also fuck you, but also anyway, I thought you would want to know. Yeah, this character is like, it's so weird. Like, are you trying to get Joan back into medicine just by kind of being a jerk all the time to her? It's really strange. But Joan is also being weird, too, because she's like, I'm not a doctor anymore. But here's my diagnosis. Yeah. You have to act like my diagnosis is definitely right. Right. So it's funny that the parallel between lucky and good that like Sherlock and Joan have, but it's kind of, it's like nobody was lucky. Everybody was just good, except Carrie who was bad. But Joan <laughs> was just smart. Listen, Joan and Sherlock are just saving the world. Mm -hmm. One New York City at a time. <laughs> the whole city? Yeah. One, one at a time. And then when we finish this one, we'll move on to the next New York City. <laughs> so Sherlock is like, wow, you liked being a doctor, I guess. And Joan is like, yeah, I have my moments as a doctor, but I'm done with that now. And Sherlock is like, well, you gave me an idea because you wrote on a chart and you weren't supposed to. And that gives me an idea because they're like, how the heck or why, why would the angle think that this woman is dying when she's not? Right. So they bring in Dr. Stranger Things for a, a second parlor room reveal. Whoa, whoa, what? Two parlor rooms. We get a twofer? We're in a mansion this Two fur. Yes. So Sherlock is like, well, listen, Dr. Stranger Things. Um, I noticed that there was an angle of death. Maybe you're super smart too. And that's why you noticed there was an angle of death too. Yeah, he's like, maybe I'm not the only super genius in the world. <laughs> and he says, you know, oh, you um, had this surgery patient that she was going to have complications from her surgery because you left a clamp in her chest mm -hmm. by accident. And, you know, he's one strike away from not being a surgeon anymore. So he's like, so you just had, you just told the angle to kill her. Yeah, he's like, you could have just spoken up and said something and done surgery to get it back out and she'd be fine. Mm -hmm. But then you wouldn't be a doctor anymore. Mm -hmm. So since you found out about the angel, because two of your patients had died previously and maybe you noticed their uh, fingy marks as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe you figured out who the um, angel was or who they were killing and uh, forged a, a medical chart mm -hmm. to make it look like she was actually getting worse and not better. And we know that he did that because Janitor Gale took pictures of all the charts. Yeah, so that's, how, that's how all of his notes were so detailed. And, and she looks like, you know, of course, at first he didn't want to admit that he took the pictures. But once he told him that he was probably tricked into killing this girl, he gave everything over, including this picture of the chart with your signature on it. Boom. Drop the mic, throw the book. Boom. Jail time. 
jail. And we did it. That's it. And now that the murder's solved, we get friendship time. Uh-huh. So this is where Sherlock is like, you were a good doctor. And she's like, yeah, I was pretty good at it. But Sherlock is like, hey, you know, I wonder if, you know, did it make you want to be a doctor again? Maybe you could get back into it. And Joan goes up to her room. And she's looking at pictures on her iPad. Her and her doctor friends. Doing doctory things, doctoring around. And she selects them all. And she deletes them all. Bye-bye. Whoa. Whoa. She's like, I don't want that part of my life. It's gone. It's in her past. And one major reason for that, you know, she, she mentions earlier at some point, she's like, you know, it's hard to be a surgeon when you freeze up every time someone hands you a scalpel. Scalpel. Whatever. Yeah. And she's like, I can't. I literally cannot do this. Yeah. Of course, I still have all of the knowledge and I'm helpful in all these ways that you're seeing. But the one thing that I did and was really, really good at, I cannot do I can't anymore. Can't do anymore. And she doesn't want to push herself to have to do it. I wonder if there will be a, a different career in her future where she'll use a lot of knowledge. Who knows? To put, you know, things together and solve mysteries. Only one way to find out. Keep watching Elementary. Keep listening to Elementary. Keep listening to Elementary and watching Elementary if you want to, which you should, because it's a good show. It's a real good show. So that was the episode. We did it. We did it. We made it to the end. So what is the lesser evil? I think it's dying from um, on purpose yeah. instead of the disease. But that is a good point because there isn't really, it's not like. Really the only thing I can think of is like from Janitor Gale's perspective. Yeah. Is what he's doing is the lesser evil. But don't think like a murderer. Or, you know, doing drugs is illegal, but it's a lesser evil from killing. Mm. I don't know. It's an interesting title. It's, it's, some of the titles are cleverer than others. Also, lesser evils, I think you mean fewer evil. I don't think that. Um, I don't even know if we want to include this in the podcast. I just was thinking about this um, because Dr. Stranger Things obviously made me think of Stranger Things and then Stranger Things made me go to Millie. Um, Bobby Brown. Billy Bobby. Um, she is apparently in a in a new movie coming out where she plays Sherlock's younger sister. Hmm. Yeah. Which I didn't actually know was a thing. I thought BBC Sherlock made up Sherlock's sister because they're dumb and wanted a fourth season. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that season was so stupid. Oh my God. That's such crap. Anyway, um, that's interesting. Does she solve the murders or is she just in a movie about Sherlock? I think it's it's like based around her. Mm. Yeah. It's just a coming of age story. There's no murders or mysteries <laughs> yeah. involved. She just yeah, just like one weird. time she mentioned her kind of weird brother. <laughs> yeah, who's obsessed with mysteries. <laughs> oh man. Um well, that's that's it for this week. Yeah. Um like we do every week, uh what was your favorite uh background character's um eyebrow shape? Well, you know, it's more of a side character. But I did like the account. the The administrator had this big caterpillar. <laughs> so, stick, stick, bear with us, folks. We're still working out our recurring bits, our recurring questions. Hey, you listen. If there's anything you think we should talk about at the end of the show, tweet us at l m n o p cast on twitter.com. Yes. Slash user slash LMNOPcast. Yeah, that. Or you can tweet me directly. I am Val Flight Cub. B. Two Bs. Two Bs. The second B stands for perfume. <laughs> uh, or you can tweet me at the real Alec Fark. Not to be confused with the fake one. It's with a Q. Yeah, F-A-R-Q. This has been LMNOP. This marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye.